Womp, womp, womp. That's pretty much the little jingle that's playing every time I want to talk about the NBA. My hot start has turned into complete shit. And I'm here with David Troy to whine about the NBA currently and my NBA betting. And maybe I'll give out some picks that you can fade or follow. Probably should fade, though. David, what did we do, what did I do to the NBA to incur its wrath? Oh, man, I don't I don't know. Some days, like, after I bet, I'm like, man, it's amazing how simplistic the NBA can be when everything, like, you know, doesn't go to hell. And then there's some days afterwards where I go, what was I thinking betting on the NBA? I know that players don't care. I know that they're going to mess with the lineups. I know that people are going to be up by 20 and then decide that they're not going to play in the second half and then they're going to lose by 20. I know those things are going to happen, and they still annoy me to no end, and I still do it. So here we are. Here we are indeed. It's Friday, November 3rd. There's a seven-game schedule or slate today in the NBA. It's the in-season tournament or the beginning of it, as I wrote in my column, which actually hasn't even been published yet. I don't give a shit about the in-season tournament. I don't think it really matters. Um, well, the court designs are kind of cool. I saw Geraldos Valgaris, uh, one of the most successful NBA betters, talk about how it could affect offensive efficiency. I don't have anything like that in my analysis. So, um, um, so I guess I moving forward, I'm really not going to touch on how these games affect the in-season tournament because I don't know that. The players care that much about it. And I don't really care that much about it. Fair yeah, I'm, I'm not really sure that it's going to make much of a difference in terms of how they play it. What do they get, money if they win, right? Yeah, I think they get like $500,000 um, if they win. So that'll be huge for, you know, guys making $50 million per. They're going to care, yeah. totally. They're totally yeah, going to care. I, mean, <laughs> so I guess maybe a little bit of their taxes. For here, just throw it on the pile, I guess. But no, uh, no I'm I'm kind of with you. I don't know that anybody is going to really care about the uh, in-season tournament in terms of playing harder or any of that kind of stuff. But overall, I think that it's a cool concept. I like the court designs; those are neat. But uh, as far as like handicapping a game differently, I don't I don't think we need to do that until they get a little more serious. Oh, maybe the last few games. You're a lot more positive than I am. I think the idea is absolute horseshit, and they should put more bandwidth into trying to get these players to play. It's it's kind of interesting to me that they decided to do this less than 10 games into the season, though. Like, if you wanted to kind of balance it out, people should be excited for the start of the season. People get excited around Christmas, maybe the All-Star break or something, and then you got playoffs, right? There's got to be a spot in there that would make more sense to have something that's more competitive. And I don't think there is yet. So, yeah, well, I'll try not to be such a Debbie downer, uh, moving (laughs) forward. (laughs) Um, I have a few bets that I'm willing to discuss and possibly give out. I don't know. We'll see. Hopefully you can talk me in or out of them. Um, there is again, a seven game card. Let me just tell you, I'm running so bad this week that I'm at the point in gambling where I, I actually need Cameron Young to win the Worldwide Technology Championships in Los Cabos, Mexico. That's where I'm at. I need a golfer and a 156-person field to win. 
He's currently, he hasn't started yet Friday. He's currently four strokes back, but because the field sucks, he's like a heavy favorite still, despite being four strokes back. So if that doesn't happen, I might delete my phone number, go on the run a little bit, but (laughs) I'm feeling strong about my golf handicapping. Way stronger than my NBA handicapping. That said, I go to sleep saying, I'm never going to do this shit again. And then I wake up loving the cart. <laughs> Let's talk about the first game. A 7 o'clock tip-off between the Cleveland Cavaliers and the Indiana Pacers. Indiana Pacers, who I bet on the other night, lost by, I think, 54? I don't know, roughly seven touchdowns to the Boston Celtics. I should have put a disclaimer in my handicap where it says, this bet is void and you should not make it unless Tyrese Halliburton actually plays. He didn't play. They got crushed. I don't think Tyrese Halliburton was worth the 50 points, but still, I wouldn't have made the bet if I if I uh, was was um, aware or not aware, if I knew he wasn't playing. Um, the Cavs might be getting back Darius Garland and Jared Allen, which would be huge for them. They're three-point favorites. I'm not touching this game. I bet the Pistons last night because the Pelicans were missing Brandon Ingram and Zion Williamson, and the Pelicans beat the shit out of the Pistons, and it didn't matter. No, I don't know. I don't. Know. Jared no. Allen and Darius Garland could make a difference, or it could not matter at all. And Bruce Brown rips their faces off from behind the three-point land. Yeah, there's a lot of things in this game that point to to me that Cleveland should win it, and I don't think it should be super close um first off them coming back could make a huge difference even if they don't play i don't know that it matters all that much um and i'm kind of comparing this to what happened between new york and cleveland recently so obviously their last two games actually so uh cleveland played a back-to-back home and home against the knicks they lost at home to the knicks and then they the next night they won on the road against the knicks the pacers beat them by 12 at home on the 28th and I don't think that was necessarily like, uh, oh, the Pacers are just a great team this year or something. I think it was just, you know, not a great night. So I think the Cavs come back and get their little mini revenge. Um, here, if Halliburton's out, even better. Um, so I'm going to be on it already. And in fact, this would be a spot that I would normally play it for um, probably multiple units on the Cavs. Pretty confident in them, but... Uh, I, I don't know if I'm going to be that strong with it only because like you said that, you know, the first week or two or whatever you want to call it for the season was really calm and kind of like things made sense. And then the past couple nights, three, three or four nights, at least we've started to see some of the shenanigans from last season. So um, I'm, I guess I'm just being a little more cautious, but this, this does add up to a few different spots in my opinion that, that uh, Cleveland should be a smash play. Nice. Well, hey, good luck. They're definitely on the right side and the better team. Or, they're definitely on the better team. We'll see if they're the right side. Um, yeah. If Halliburton plays, I like it less. But Cleveland's defense should be better with Jaron Allen in the lineup. So, we'll see. Sure. Um, <laughs> next game, the New York Knicks at the Milwaukee Bucks. And I'm throwing caution to the wind on this one. I'm going over 224 and a half. This game opened at 228 and a half. 
the Sharps and the public are on the under because New York's offense has been complete trash this year so far. And I think most people assume, since they're coached by Tom Thibodeau, they're a defensive team. But last year they were top five in defensive or an offensive rating, and I think 19th in defensive rating. Granted, a lot of that was due to offensive rebounds, which may or may not be there against the Milwaukee Bucks team, which is, is kind of big. They are a solid rebounding team. But Milwaukee's defense has been just god-awful this year. They got Damian Lillard in the offseason, but lost one of the best perimeter defenders in the league, and Drew Holiday. Um, Chris Middleton is the shell of his former self. Pat Connaughton, the other starter on the offensive lineup, uh, the other guard, starting guard, and the actually it's Malik Beasley. Psh, whatever, Malik Beasley, Pat Connaughton, they both suck at defense. Brooke Lopez is old, and this is a bit of a contrarian play. I think most people, um, or I know most people, are betting the under because of the aforementioned reasons. But the um, Bucks are three and one of the over this year as a home favorite. Last year, or since last year, they're twenty nine and seventeen. Uh, to the over. So their offense is better at home. Um, and I think the Knicks are going to be able to get some offense or their offense going. So I'm going to buy low on them this game. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? I kind of like it. Um, it's interesting. I think this was the exact same line and same thing that was happening in the uh, game that Milwaukee had against Toronto in Toronto the other day. And that game flew over the total because Milwaukee just doesn't play any defense. And so, I, I mean, I, I like your assessment. I'm personally not playing it one way or the other. I just don't feel like I have a great read on the Bucks right now. Um, so I'm, I'm not going to play it at all, but uh, good luck to you. Yeah. I'm also, like I said, fading recency bias with New York's offense. They're 1-4 uh, to the under in their first five games, but um, they went under in both games of a home and away back-to-back against the Cavaliers. Cavaliers, that's essentially a rivalry game because we eliminated yeah. them or the Knicks eliminated them from the playoffs last year. And it was also a back-to-back, you know? I, I will mention this one thing, and this is something you and I were texting about the other day. This is one of those games where the Knicks are, they were uh, at home. Now they're going on the road just to go back home. Uh, last year, I felt like this was a spot where a lot of teams really struggled. So this could be a bad game for the Knicks, potentially, in terms of Milwaukee winning the game. But that's just something that I've I've been kind of monitoring now this season that I wanted to mention. Okay. Um, to your, New York's two other unders this season were against the Boston Celtics. It was the first game of the season, and Boston's one of the better defenses in the league. And the other was a second on the back-to-back against the Pelicans. Pelicans can be a feisty defense or good rebounding uh, are a good rebounding team and they're not that good of a three-point shooting team so it would make sense for I think all four of the unders make sense and the over is against the Hawks which is another team that went over or got close to going over the total with the Bucks, except the Bucks's offense fell flat their defense got cooked um, so that's where I'm at here um, moving along another game I'm thinking about betting the Brooklyn Nets at the Chicago Bears right now. The Bulls, excuse me. Um, Got to turn off football mode. Go back to basketball. The Chicago Bulls are favored three and a half. Total is at 222. Um, 
the the Chicago Bulls just shoot a ton of mid-range, inefficient mid-range shots um, between Zach Levine and, and DeMar DeRozan. I think Brooklyn's long athletic wings are going to be able to make it tough on them to convert their difficult shots. And I'm going to be honest, like I just like the roster roster construction of Brooklyn. Um, ben Simmons is pretty much a wild card, but Cam Thomas is instant offense. I like Royce O'Neal, Dorian Finney-Smith. I feel like they really know their roles and are solid veteran presences. And Mikhail Bridges is one of the better players in the league and I think the best player on the floor here. So I have a heavy lean to the Nets. Might actually get to the window on it. Um, and the other thing is, Brooklyn has a pretty sh- – uh, they have a strength on weakness edge over Chicago in terms of getting to the charity stripe. The Nets, prominently because of Cam Thomas, are ninth in offensive free throw attempt rate, and Bulls are 23rd in defensive free throw attempt rate. So I think Brooklyn gets a line if they're aggressive against Chicago on Friday. So it's uh, more fading the inefficient Chicago offense with a Brooklyn team who um, – I think the market is a little too low on. Yeah, I, I do uh, think I have one play in this game. Probably it's going to be the under. Um, most of the points that you brought up just kind of support that. Uh, the Bulls haven't really like played in too many low-scoring games, I guess. But um, I just I, I don't know. I guess I just feel that like the total is too high, actually. I'm sorry, the, the Nets haven't played in too many low-scoring games. Um, I, I just think the uh, the total's a little too high for this one. The Bulls are a little bit slower, like you said. They take a lot of inefficient shots. They don't have a very strong offense right now. They look terrible. Um, they're 2-3 and three on the season. And every single game that they've been playing is like a struggle for them to get anything really going. So, um, wouldn't be surprised to see them lose this one to the Nets, but I'm not going to play a side. I think I'll just do the total. All right. I'm looking up to see how many passes are made um, each game for the Bulls, where they rank, because I feel like there's not a lot of ball movement in that offense. They're roughly in the bottom 10, and Brooklyn is (laughs) right there with them. So what do I know? Um Either way, I just feel like Brooklyn moves the ball a little bit better, but yeah, maybe I'm wrong. Oh, wait. Assists per game. They have 28 in the Brooklyn Nets, which is fifth, and the Bulls have 20, which is 29th. So that kind of supports what I'm thinking. Interesting. And, yeah. and your point. It's just shitty, clunky offense. It's a boring product. It's like, yeah, yeah, Zach Levine and DeMar DeRozan light it up, sure. But yeah. it's going to be contested fadeaways. Yeah, especially in this game. I mean, Bridges is a good defender, and uh, it, it makes me a little more weary with Claxton out. I think Vucevic should, in theory, be able to play well. Um, but Ben Simmons is a, is a capable defender. Dorian Finney-Smith is a capable defender. And Dinwiddie comes back, and I actually kind of like him in the way he plays. So, yeah, I don't know. I'm 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 liking the under in it. I don't like Dinwiddie as a starter. I love him as a bench player. It's kind of how I sure. feel about Karis Levert. It's like if Karis Levert's yeah. in your starting lineup, 
because he has like Jordan Clarkson syndrome where he just doesn't realize that they're keeping track of the score, but he's a phenomenal microwave score. So yeah, Dinwiddie is back and I like that. Um, or I like the Nets even more so because of it. Um, Wizards heat is the next game here on the slate. The heat are minus eight and a half at points bet. The over under is two twenty five. No, that's my analysis. Not no, not betting this game. I'm I'm with you actually. I don't really have anything on this one. And to be honest with you, um, I was thinking about the Wizards the other day, which shows just how much of a gen- degenerate I am, but also how uh, you've been drinking again. <laughs> how ridiculous it is! But all I could think of is. If you can figure out the games the Wizards are going to win, you'll make a lot of money this season. Because you're probably talking about 20 games, and if you just pick those 20 games somewhat right, and I'm not saying that's an easy thing to do, but if you look at the right opportunities and bet them just to win, I'm not even talking about taking points, to win, you could make quite a bit of money. And at first I was like, maybe this is one of those games. I don't think so. I think the Heat are probably going to destroy them. Yeah, they kind of needed it, right? They're one, yeah, what are they, right. one and four? Yeah, so this this to me would be one of those games where the Heat are just like, no, nah, we'll, we'll play, we'll win, we'll win easily. Um, the eight and a half seems like the logical choice, but then again, it's the Heat. We've talked about that. When, they, when they're supposed to win, they lose. When they're not supposed to win, they win. It's just it's hard to predict them. A guy who I follow on Twitter who writes for covers, I think his name is John Mettler. He also follows me back, but he does really good uh, work with the NBA player prop market, and he Mm -hmm. gave out Jimmy Butler over 19.5 points, and that just feels like a right, a good bet. Because, I mean, Kuzma's not defending his ass. Um, Denny Advica, I I can't, I just butchered that, but he's a pretty good defender. But Tyus Jones, Jordan Poole, like all they need to do is have Kyle Lowry pick off Denny and then he's going to get an ISO with Tyler Tyus Jones or Jordan Poole. And it's just going to be easy money. So I don't hate that look, but yeah, I, I kind of agree with that. The only thing that makes me a little hesitant is he is listed day to day with some knee issue. If they jump out to a big lead and I had this happen to me with Porzingis the other day, yeah, they get out, they I got to that. a huge lead and, I mean, Porzingis had 10 points in the first quarter, and then I I think he finished with 15, and he needed 20 or something like that. So, I don't know. Another one that's just a little tough to predict. Yeah, I feel like the longer we talk about the Wizards and Heat, the more depressing this podcast is going to (laughs) get. Yeah, you're probably right. (laughs) All right, Golden State Warriors, six-point favorites at the Oklahoma City Thunder. That is due to... Well, Warriors are playing good basketball, four and one. Oklahoma City is three and two, but they're going to be without Shea, Gilgis, Alexander, uh, Case, and Wallace is going to replace him in the starting lineup. So you should probably bet on the Oklahoma City Thunder because it makes no sense why they would cover in this game. Um, but I'm not going to have any money on it. Um, all jokes aside, this Golden State Warriors starting five is probably the third best starting five in the NBA behind the Nuggets and Celtics, in my opinion. Um, I think they're a legit title contender. And the whole Chris Paul thing kind of looks like it's working so far. It's only five games in, but if he's down to come off the bench, he could really improve their second unit, and that's 
kind of all they need to be in the championship mix. So Golden State's definitely a, a, um, a team that I'd bet on, but I'm not betting them tonight. Yeah, I, I kind of stand with you on that one as well. They're, they'd be a team that I would bet on. I don't know that I would want to do it tonight necessarily. Um, again, this, this is one of those things that you kind of start to think like, okay, is this actually uh, important to them for the in-season tournament? Kind of doubt it. Yeah. Um, oh, so I don't think it's doubt it. Yeah, I don't think it's a motivation thing here. Um, you know, their only game that they lost, they lost by four points this season. Uh, they've obviously had some close ones, especially against Sacramento, but they're taking care of business. They've already won three on the road, which they really struggled with last year. No Shea for the Thunder. Um, there's just really few reasons to to be willing to take the Thunder here, and I think I don't know if I if I do play this, I'll I'll end up taking uh, Golden State minus the six. And the more I'm looking at it, the more it seems like something I'd actually like to take, get a get on board with. But I'm not sold on it. Yeah, I hear you, dude. Um, the game that I talked myself into betting, and I'm probably going to end up regret having money on it, but Dallas Mavericks at the Denver Nuggets. Points bet has the Nuggets as six-point favorites over under 228. Mm-hmm. I'm going to take the Mavericks against my better judgment. They're- yeah, this is a spot you like them in, right? On the road as as underdogs? Yeah. Yeah, touche. Uh Luca Luca's Luca's balling. <laughs> he's yeah. he's going off right now. He's leading the league in points per game and PER. He's shooting forty two percent from three on eleven attempts per game. And it's it's gonna be hard to beat them if that shooting sustains. In fact, they have four Mavericks who are shooting at least 40% from the three-point land. And the worst three-point shooter on the team is Kyrie Irving. Like, that, that'll that improve shortly, right? That'll, he's, think, he's, at, yeah. he, I mean, he's at 17% right now. That's <laughs> that's going to improve, yes. <laughs> yeah, he's going he's gonna to get better. And they have the highest three-point attempt rate in the NBA. They're making the most three-pointers through the first five games. The end-all, be-all in today's NBA is the three-point shot. Dallas is the best three-point shooting team in the league. Denver's defense is actually like pretty good, but they don't force turnovers. So, and Dallas doesn't turn the ball over. So, I think Dallas is going to be able to run their offense. They're going to be able to get some pretty good looks. And I was hesitant slash not really into how Dallas was building its roster, but after watching them a little bit this year and kind of just seeing play out, I feel like they did a pretty good job, all things considered, building around Luka. Got a bunch of role players who like to shoot threes or staying ready and, you know, looking to catch and shoot. And I don't think it's a championship team, but you know, they're they're gonna they're gonna ball out in a lot of places in a lot of a lot of uh, games this year. And uh my last thought is or my last like little note here is the Mavs are one of the few teams that actually play well in Denver. They're four and four straight up, five and three against the spread in Denver since 2018. So, I think they can get them tonight, but um, I'm going to take the points and just just hope. 
just hope. That's all I got. Uh, the only like uh, look I kind of like in this one is uh, KCP to go over his points. Nine and a half at home this season. He's averaging, I think, 13 and a half at home as opposed to like 10 on the road. Last season, he averaged a full point higher at home than on the road. Against the Mavericks, he averaged 13 and a half last year. Um, so all signs are kind of pointing to this being a decent opportunity for him to score some points and I score some points, I, I literally mean some. He's not going to you know, put up 20 in most games, but 10 is a reasonable expe- expectation for him. He has only gone over this total once this entire season, and it was when he scored 20 points in the opener. Yeah, um, one of my so, 12 winning bets this year. Yeah, so you know, his, his home average this year is a little inflated. It's at 14 points per game when he's only played two at home, but um, Again, last year, 11.1 at home. And then against Dallas, uh, it was actually 13.3, but he averaged two three-pointers, four and a half field goals on 10 attempts. So kind of like that one. Um, Probably won't see my actual card, but it'll probably see the uh, F around Friday parlay. Can't wait to see that, dude. Yeah. Well, we're building it together, Jeff. We're building it together. Man, I would love to be in a foxhole with you. You're a foxhole <laughs> guy. I just saw um, Bones Highlands quote about the in-season tournament. I'm not going to even lie. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> yeah, but that's kind of Bones Highland. Do you really think that he could? Uh, he knows what go- is going on ever? Well, think about it like this. He's got to be one of the fewest, like one of the lowest played paid players in the NBA, David. And like if anyone could use the in-season tournament winning bonus, it's going to be a player like Bones Highland, who I think was picked at the end of the first round, if not uh, a second round player. So if Bones Highland, who might need the money, doesn't care about the in-season tournament, what does that say about the rest of the league? Right? Like, I don't know. Yeah. If, if Bones Highland doesn't care, why would anyone care? Like who, who he has to be one of the least paid players in the NBA. That's a fair point. Yeah. I mean, I wonder what his contract is. <laughs> Was he picked in the first round or the second round? Uh, I would guess late. If anything, he's set to earn 4.6, 4.16 million. Yeah. So five hundred thousand is what one eighth of that? Yeah, that's a pretty big deal. Yeah, I'd, I'd be. And I'd he care doesn't about even something. know. He's like, eh, what do I know? Yeah. Is hmm. is it championship or bust for Bones Highland? Is that what he's saying? Yeah. Uh. <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a joke. <laughs> if Bones Highland doesn't care about the in season tournament, that. That to me says everything. I can't believe I just ran into that. That's perfect. I don't. I'm not gonna lie. I don't even know what's going on. Really, really. <laughs> okay. Well, I mean, I want. Do they try and do this because the WNBA does something like this? Like, I just don't. I don't know. Uh, I don't, and where where did you find your number? Because I'm looking at Basketball Reference and it says he makes two point three million. I just googled Bones Island thing and it said he's set to make four point whatever. I mean. Like, says 
He's making 4.1 next year. <laughs> These clowns, man. The NBA is unreal. <laughs> I know I should have stuck with basketball to just play it my whole life. <laughs> One fourth of of his possible salary is on the line, or he he could win. He's like, ah, I don't even know what's going on. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. You're a professional basketball player. How many things do you have to worry about in life, Bones? What are you, 21? Making $2 million a year? You can get a nice little 25% bonus? I, I don't even know. These fucking assholes, man. <laughs> <laughs> I just... I can't with this league, and I and every day I wake up with the I do. I'm gonna say it again: the Joaquin Phoenix gif where I'm putting the clown makeup on and looking in the mirror, like, what do I like today? <laughs> I'm with you, dude. I'm with you. Oh, in season tournament in Bones Island, I I don't even know what's going on. Yeah. Yep. Well, you're also not even playing today, so I guess it doesn't even matter, Bones. But Jesus, I, I maybe use your off day to do some research on it. Anyways. Well. I'd still rather not. <laughs> yeah, that's. I got. I got Fortnite to play. I don't even know. I'm just showing my age. I don't know what kids do nowadays. I don't know. I don't know what he's doing. He's not practicing because they don't really do that in the NBA anymore. So that's <laughs> I true. I don't. I don't know. I don't. Know. Anyways, last game on the slate here, an exciting one: Memphis Grizzlies at the Portland Trailblazers. All right, let's end it. What's your f around Friday parlay? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, uh, Cavs minus three. I took your Bucks Knicks over no, hold twenty-two. On. Come on, we gotta say something about. It. All right, so let me just officially say I hope to never bet the Memphis Grizzlies and to not bet them for the rest of the season. As bad as Portland could be, I could talk myself into betting them after watching the Grizzlies get punched in the face by. Who was it the other night? The Utah Jazz. I, they don't do anything good. <laughs> there's, there's nothing they're good at. Nothing. They have the last two defensive players of the year. They're terrible on defense. Terrible. They don't have anyone that could dribble penetrate. Desmond Bain looks like a role player. They... they completely overpaid him this team is absolute trash and now the internet's talking stuff shit about taylor jenkins you could give this team phil jackson and they're gonna suck ass they're they're terrible they're terrible in every single way they suck i'm not gonna i hope not to bet them not the rest of the season but i mean please push back i'm down wait what's your pro grizzlies case oh going back to a point you brought up earlier, Wizards, one and four. Who's their one win against? That's right, the zero and five yeah. Grizzlies. Absolute yeah. dog shit team. I will, <clears throat> I will say I do feel like the Grizzlies are going to win this game tonight. Yeah. So you're going to. I'm bet. not getting involved. <laughs> no, I'm not getting course. involved in the minus three and a half. Well, come on, we're and dudes. We're going to talk about our feelings. I'm not betting. I'm not betting minus one sixty five, but. In this case, they got no Simons, no Scoot. Uh, Shaden Sharp is probably going to play. I mean, I know he does a game-time decision, which is ridiculous because he just came off a game where he scored like 30 points against the, the Pistons, a game that the Blazers won, and I don't think they should have, but whatever. Um, 
first game back home for the Trailblazers. Grizzlies just got embarrassed once again. I I don't know. This is one of those like, all right, guys, let's show our pride and we'll do everything we can here. Um, it's it is actually they're playing Memphis back to back games. So if Memphis loses tonight, I probably will bet them the next one. But if they win tonight, I think Portland probably wins the next one. Hmm. Do you hear that in the background? No. Okay, good. My brother is making a smoothie. The blender is <laughs> really loud. Some things are happening right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, what was I going to say? I was probably going to talk more shit about the Grizzlies. I, um, I got a player prop suggestion. Not in this not case. one I'm... Yeah, not one that I'm like uh, fully confident in, but one that I was looking at for potentially the uh, the addition to the parlay here is DeAndre Ayton over his points. Um, I'm not really sure what they're doing with him in Portland because he's <laughs> not really even averaging 30 minutes a game. Beautiful start to this strange. handicap. Yeah, you said the over. Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay. So he's at 13 and a half tonight, but I'm. You know, I'm just kind of thinking, like, okay, if Scoot's out and Simons is out, like, they kind of have to rely on him a little bit more, right? I don't have an answer for you on that. Okay. Well, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what they. I don't know what they're trying to do. Like, their well, roster's yeah. too good to be putting <clears throat> out the type of pathetic performances I've seen thus far. Yeah, I. I mean, they're. Their starting five, in theory, could be competitive with most teams, but they're not in a lot of games. Do you remember that play where DeAndre Eaton was standing out of bounds but on the floor, and he was watching Kevin Durant and Nikola Jokic fight for a rebound? Yep. At that point, I think I texted you the video. At that point, I sold every bit of DeAndre Eaton stock I've ever had. Yeah. I hate that guy. I do. Understandable. I mean, good for you. You got life-changing wealth because you're seven foot. But you're seven feet of just shit. Like, this guy sucks. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm very angry at the NBA. Yeah, I'm not going to even hide it. Andy, he sucks. You are, you are aggressive today. I am. I I'm like gonna, it. I'm going to continue to be aggressive. I don't even know if we're going to do another one of these podcast the only thing that i'm helping people with is giving them bets of fate at this point i told you it was going to be more positive but i lied i lied i was not going to be more positive today you did you did throw me off it's all right uh all right so i like (laughs) i like the over and the and the next bucks right now it's at 224 and a half you can get some 224s out there I'm going to take three and a half with the Brooklyn Nets, and I'm going to take six with the Dallas Mavericks. You might be able to get some six and a halves out there. What do you got going? Uh, I'm on the Cavs. I think that'll be my official play for everybody. Cavs minus two and a half. Oh, man, I'm jealous. I wish I could just make one bet and be happy. <laughs> yeah, I can understand that. And, but like I said, I'll do the uh, the Friday parlay as well. I can share that. I, I built it, it as we were talking. So it's going to be Cavs minus 
I have three on DraftKings. That's what I'm looking at right now. But Cavs minus three. You just, uh, if you're doing all right, well, I don't. I'm not trying to tinker with your brilliance, but if you're doing an F round parlay, why don't why don't you just make that a money line since you've got all these legs? I don't know. It's mostly about just uh, making more money. I could do the the that's money line for each one of the games. Somewhere in this racket for. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I'm in there for some fun, man. Um, but yeah, maybe I do switch it to the money line. I wonder, let me see what it does to the odds here before I make that an official mention. Losing about 1100 on the on it. What? Oh my god. Never mind. It's plus, yeah, it's plus 75.48 with the money line and it's plus 86 uh 13 on with the spread mm. all right carry so, on never mind yeah anyway what do i know talking to my ass <laughs> cleveland minus three Knicks bucks over uh wizards heat uh we're gonna take heat minus eight and a half nets bulls under 222 warriors minus six contavious caldwell pope over nine and a half points. Grizzlies minus three and a half. Good stuff. Godspeed. Yeah, well, we'll see. Yeah. I uh, actually did really well on it last Friday. Nice. I think last Friday was the last bit of joy I've gotten out of the NBA. <laughs> Hopefully. I, this is going to be a get right Friday. Let me just end this with some positivity. You and I, you're going to hit your one bet. You're probably going to mess around and get that, or you're probably going to hit that F around Friday bet. It's a long shot, but it's at least it's going to be there, and yep. you're going to get a decent sweat out of it. I'm going to go 3-0. and We're going to come back here next week, and we're going to talk about how we've gotten right, how, how awesome the in-season tournament is, and just how great the NBA product is. That's what we're going to do next week. How perfect, because everybody decided that they're going to play every game because it's the in-season tournament, and they're going to try their hardest. It's going to be like hockey. Yeah. Bones Highlands finally going to read about the rules. (laughs) Oh, my God. This is amazing. I didn't know about all this. Yeah. Quick math. Wait, 500,000. I made two point. I'm going to try. (laughs) And that's what we're going to get a full effort out of Bones Highland. So, Uh, anyways. Be sure to check out the NFL Week 9 betting breakdown with me, Dan, Z, and Scott Martin. Come back next week, and you can listen to some more of me and David Troy whine about the NBA and give out some picks. Follow David at FuturePrez2024 on X or Twitter, whatever they're calling it. You can buy his NBA subscriptions, which he's going to turn around in, uh, or packages. And beating the bookie dot com. Sorry, he shrugged. <laughs> I've I've actually been been good for the most part in the NBA. I've had two bad days, but we've actually been winning you know, every day otherwise. Okay, well, that makes me feel worse about myself. But... So I don't want that's what I was saying, I don't really want to necessarily turn it around. I want to avoid the bad days is what I'm oh, looking for. Just tinker a little bit. Yeah. Well, I've lost five straight plays, so I need a full-on turnaround. Again, I'm getting ATM'd by the NBA right now. Leave us a nice review everywhere you get podcasts, especially Apple. <laughs>
Until next week, peace. Thank you.